1: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host.:
0: Good evening and welcome to the last Fallout bar before Christmas as we go into a little break. Uh, ready then as the round two is wrapped up, moving into round three. And Dob has got a night off tonight, so I'm in charge for one night, and probably one night only, Double it back, by the way, to be honest. Um, and tonight I'm joined by Charlie, and the man who seems to have been with us every night, Ote, and we promised him last night, even though we told us he wasn't coming on, but he is joining us. Tam, how you doing, mate?
2: Evening, <laughs> how are we all? Yep, I was adamant that I was not on again tonight, and I'm- then I've been roped in as the late replacement once again so here we are
1: <laughs> Charlie yourself how you doing mate yeah really good um I enjoyed the darts today some incredible performances some stunning comebacks and just probably the one game that I'd to forget about but apart from that it was a, a really good game a really good day's game and you know it sets it up nicely for after Christmas
0: yeah I think you're probably about right there there's there's a a bit of drama in a few of these names, and not so much in a couple of the others. Um, which you'll notice when we come to speak to those, you'll see the ones that we sort of pass by a little bit quicker than the ones that have had uh, an awful lot of drama. Um, but, um, everyone who has joined us in the chat room, thank you very much for joining. And then, Juanita, who was in the chat room about three hours ago, and
3: <laughs> as <laughs>
0: always. I saw this one come up that's saying Juanita was first in, followed by second in, about three hours later. So uh, everyone else can see Darren and Tarlene, Chapra and Tudboat. I have wished everyone a Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, even I've been told off uh, by someone who's been a bit Scrooge-like. But we are going to go straight into the action because we've had eight games of, uh, like it says, probably the majority drama. Um, and probably the most drama-filled day we've had with quite a few dumb Uh Don't want to spoil anything for the people who don't know the results. As you can see, I'm just going across the bottom of the screen. But we'll go straight into it with the uh, Damon heta against Luke Woodhouse. And we've just mentioned Winita uh, being first in. I'm sure she was first in because of that result coming in from Damon Heta being 3-1. Uh, Tam, your thoughts on this one, mate?
2: Yeah, I thought... Heta was was pretty good, uh, especially on the outer ring. Um, he was pretty clinical, to be honest. I think he ended up fifty percent in the end. But yeah. Woodhouse had some serious chances, and it could have been a hell of a lot closer than three one. It could have quite easily have probably gone the other way, to be honest. But it was just that was the big difference was the outer ring, and Heta took his chances and punished when he got the opportunities. And I think Woodhouse will be kicking himself a little bit. I think it was a big opportunity for him today. He scored really well and just a little bit of composure was probably lacking on the outer ring.
0: Yeah, it's spot on there with Luke Woodhouse. Um, We've come up with quite a few sayings recently. The the big fish was introduced a few years ago. We've had Badels, Nobles, all them were introduced but one that was years, years back was doubles for Doe, trebles for Shell, or the other way around. Yeah. And that is what Luke Woodhouse has put on his Twitter if anyone follows him today. He's just opened up with with that comment and that probably sums it up, Charlie.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, if you if you miss doubles like he did in, I don't know, Players' Championship, you look back and say, oh, I can go again tomorrow. But when he's missed as many as he did on the big stage, mm-hmm. the one event that every single player wants to play in the year, you do feel a little bit sorry for him. And it could have been so much closer. But had had Hetter not been as clinical as he had, then he'd have probably looked back at it and thought, I've missed a chance here. But he was clinical and really... At the end of the day, if you miss chances like that and there's someone like Hettu who's in decent form, you're going to get punished.
0: Yeah, but, and on Heta, Tom, is it? we've been speaking about what I was missing. Uh, I think it was 20 and missed throughout the game, but we saw Dame Neto at 50%. And if you can maintain anything around that mark throughout this World Championship, we know that all these players can stall well. Um, but if he can maintain that 50%, going into his next game against Peter Wright, any trouble... Peter Wright, do you think?
2: I think he can, yeah, definitely. I think if you're mid-90s average on 50% on your doubles, unless someone plays very, very well, you're going to win a lot of matches. And maybe that won't be enough to beat Peter Wright, but we also know that Hett can score a lot better than he did today. A couple of 180s in that match, usually he's pretty pretty deadly around the treble 20 as well. So he's got another level he can go to and if he keeps that score, uh, that finishing along with Putting three, four, five points on the average as well, then he it can certainly trouble be right.
0: And then I'm gonna move on quite quickly from this one and move on to then what was a very, very high quality game that we had in game two. Um, result made it look very one-sided. However, when you look at the both players averaged over 100. Um, Brendan Dolan, Charlie, will probably walk away from this one thinking there's not much more to have done today.
1: Yeah, I mean, I expected this one to go all the way, to be honest, when I saw them up against each other and the fall that Brendan Dolan's been in, but Ridds produced his A game today. That was some serious performance from Callan. Um, and, you know, he, he obviously took the opener and he breezed through that. He then breezed through the second 3-0, and then the way that he rounded off the game was in impressive fashion, but Brendan will probably walk up that stage thinking I couldn't have done much more, to be honest, because he's he really came up against the riot who was you know in some serious form this afternoon. Yeah, so just just looking at those numbers in
0: this one, Tom. So Talon reads one hundred two seventy three. Brendan Dolan just over one hundred, um, but another one, nothing probably similar to the day in prior. Brendan Dolan twenty three percent on his doubles with Talon at sixty four percent, which in this sort of format is a ridiculous start for Talon to hit and potentially, well, I wouldn't say, actually not potentially, I'd say definitely Talon's best performance on a TV stage.
2: Yeah, I think he said as much himself after after the game as well. I think it was, it was pretty special from him today because if you look at it, it was very, very even. They both averaged over a ton. They've had, he's only had one more shot at a double than Brendan's had as well Uh, but he's just found somehow have managed to find 9 out of 14 right? whereas Brendan's only found 3 out of thirteen. and that is the only difference in this game today and it was all at the right time for Callan as well and it just allowed him to go on and win those sets and, and run away with it and make it look like he's absolutely batted Brendan and he didn't it was it was a fantastic really close game but the final score line doesn't really show that
0: yeah one, one comment I'm just going to touch on from the chat room and then come to you Charlie on this one Dolan would have beaten most of the other players today. Obviously, we've not touched upon all eight games yet, but we have mentioned that it was more around the drama that has probably got us in today. And Brendan Dolan, yes, that chet percentage wasn't great. However, he wasn't given a, a shed load of opportunities by talent. Do you think Brendan's right in that one, that probably Dolan was unfortunate and would have gone through if he'd have played the majority of that field?
1: Yeah, and I don't think you're going to average... A ton and get beat three 0 on many occasions, and the, the he's got the he's got the consistency and it was there today. It's just it's just unfortunately that he come up against a player like Callan Rids who didn't drop off. So we have seen drops off in in the games today at certain stages, which Brendan Dolan would have capitalised on. But when you average a hundred, you wouldn't really expect to come away with a three nil drubbing. So I think it's just fair play to Callan Rids for for the performance that he put in and how clinical he was. Yeah, and just down into then uh, Talon and the performance and
0: as Tam's touched upon there as well that he was the best performance. Let's hear from Talon after that 3-0 winner then it's Brendan Dolan.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's the best I've played on TV by an absolute country mile, but again, it means nothing if you play like it and do be the next game. But again, I'm going to go home, spend some time with my family and then Boxing Day back on the practice ball ready for my next game. No, there's never a belief that I'll win it, but again, it's just game by game for me. If I got to the quarter semis, I would probably think that could be a chance, but for me it's just game by game, and that, that's the way I've always thought of it. I've never thought about if I beat him after a like good run to the final or anything like that. I, I do look at the draw, don't get us wrong, but I just like turning up, playing my darts, and then going. So again, when I play Nathan next, hopefully that's just the plan. Beat beat Nathan quit, and then we get to chill out again. <laughs>
0: So yeah, he's touched upon it before. I mentioned it. Didn't know he was going to say it at the end about playing Nathan. Damn, what a day that to be. Callum brings that day, in and Nathan Milton just find probably one more day from where he was the other night. What a tie that could be.
2: Oh, it could be absolutely unbelievable if Nathan plays like he plays last two sets of of his game, and Callum plays like that. We're in for an absolute thriller. It's going to be. It's just going to be unbelievable. Um, It's about, like you said, I think he's one of my favourite words in there as well. If you play like a numpty in the next game, then it's not going to be any good. And that's the main thing for him, really, is backing that up. Because that was the main reason I quite fancied Brendan to win today, was the fact that the consistency, and we've seen from Callan, he goes through spells like he did today, where he's absolutely unstoppable. But we do see him drop off as well, but he didn't do that at all today. And I think if he can do that again, then he's going to be very tough to beat by anyone.
0: And Charlie, just before I move on to game three, not looking for predictions yet, but regarding this one, in regards to Rids coming up against Aspinall, Aspinall's performance is on that World Championship stage we've seen in depth to semi-finals and what he can do. Obviously, he's potentially playing with an injury at the moment. But do you think that Rids can get the better of Asp on that stage and maintain what he's done today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can. Um, it's just whether he's kind of played his 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 best already in the tournament. Like, can we see him recreate that performance? I mean, if he does, I think he goes very close, if not beats Nathan Aspinall. But it's whether he can recreate the performance that he brought today um, after Christmas. And, and if he can, we're in for an absolute classic. We certainly are. And talking about classics, not potentially...
0: Um... Stats-wise, and I think what we've seen tonight, and I've seen quite a lot of people comment on socials that actually sometimes it's not numbers that produce the dames. Sometimes it can be the drama, it can be missed doubles and the next one certainly produced that with Menzel though in 2-0 up against Alan Suter. He then had match arts in set three, had match arts in set four and had match arts in set five. Overall, he had eight match darts to beat Alan Suter but it was Suter who came through with a Absolutely ridiculous, and for me, probably out of nowhere, doesn't everyone refer on those big out in? But out of nowhere, Alan Suter found an unbelievable um 144 to win it. And Cam, I'll start with you on this one just where did that Tom come th- 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 from?
2: I, I, I don't know, I really don't. Um, he looked dead and buried at two sets down and two legs down. I think he was, was he at, at that point? Uh, he looked like he had absolutely. He had no hope whatsoever and then he got on a bit of a run, managed to get himself back into it and then for the majority of the final set, he looked like he wasn't really in it and it, mentors kept going ahead and then he kept fighting back and breaking back again and then that finish at the end was just, like you say, out of nowhere, we had three ton Pluses from mentor before that but they were, they felt a long, long time ago at the point where Suter hit his, we were more missing doubles rather than getting anywhere near to a big shot at that point and to pull that off under the pressure, there were it was massive pressure as well because if he doesn't take it, there's a good chance that he loses the match because he's not got the throw in the decider either. So it, it kind of had to go there and then as well.
0: And Charlie staying on on Suter, what I, for me he's had a very impressive twelve months. If at the start of the year it had been offered, what he's achieved, yes, it was a very good start to the year, and then he dipped off towards the back end. But now he's done into round three. Now he's beat Menzel Sulevic, a seeded player. Even if Souter doesn't go on and progress any further, generally, um, the, your thoughts on Alan Souter's first year as a Tour card
1: holder? Yeah, he's been really impressive, to be honest. And he's someone who um, who I've liked the look of for quite a while. Um, I mean, he really dodged a bullet today. Let's be honest, he he shouldn't have won. He shouldn't still be in the tournament, but he is. And that's the beauty of it. It it was quite an excruciating watch at times. And it must have been like that for the people actually in the arena because you'd have thought at that time it had just been, when's this game going to end? But for him, for him, it's a free shot, isn't it? The world champs. He's got nothing to lose. What has he got to lose? He's he's had an incredible first year and now he's in the world champs. He's won his first game against Diego Portea. Granted, he didn't play very well. And now he's dodged a bullet against Mensa. So for him, it's just a free shot. And it's his chance to impress, but he'll need to, be, he'll need to up his game and be more consistent if he wants to go any further. But if he doesn't, I think he's had a great breakthrough year.
0: And, Cam, and I'm going to come to you in regards to Mensor. So, when we talked about Stein montages for the past couple of months, they've all been around Fallon. Tonight, they've all been around Barney. However, I am going to touch upon Fallon in regards to the Fallon effect on Mensor Sulovic. We saw Fallon beat Mensor two years out at the Worlds. And then we saw Mentor sort of disappear in regards to his performances. We then saw Fallon dismantle Mentor, I think it was 10 5 at the Slam in the last 16, uh, yep. just two months ago. And then since then, the performances from Mentor Sulevich. Do you think the combination of those, obviously, return to Ali Pali with fans the last time he was there was Fallon, and that result recently has had an impact on him getting over the line today?
2: Massively, so I think I think there's there's some serious demons that are still there. I think from from not only the first time he lost to Fallon on that stage, but also losing to her again. I I think it's it's completely still there. because <laughs> he's straight in. I, I think it is though. I think it's in his head, and I think something he's going to have to find a way of getting past that. Whether it's just that he sneaks over the line in one at some point, or what it might be, I'm not so sure, but Mentally, right now, I think there's a big block because he should have won that game easily today.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that. And to Dob's point, I'm always going to mention Fallon, the impact that she, she's had on the game recently. Yeah. And especially for me, it was something we, we all spoke about yesterday in regards to what impact it would have had on Mentor. Yeah. And today, if he would have lost 3 2 and it would have sort of done 1 all, 2 all, and sort of done that way, it probably would have been different. The fact that he was tuning along. Yeah. And then he's had those uh, match starts in every set then at the end. That's why then question marks on me are probably going to be asked. And potentially the, a little break now before the uh, the Pro Tours and and that start then we'll will benefit Mentor and we'll see the, the World Cup sort of Mentor um, mm-hmm. back. But back to the winner in this one, Alan Soutar, who um, will play the winner of the fourth time of the afternoon. But before we go into the fourth time, let's hear
3: from Suits himself. I've calmed down a little bit in the last ten minutes, but I, I'm absolutely buzzing for that because I was dead and buried, and I and I felt that on the stage, and I felt down, and I felt lonely, and I was looking about, looking at my family, and I was like, "What's happening?" There's just no. I looked up at one point and see my average on the big screen at eighty-two, and I was like, "What's going on?" But from somewhere, I dug in and found the next level that I could get to. So happy days. Yeah, it's put me in a bit of a problem but um, I'm night shift tomorrow night, I'm night shift Christmas night, then I'm off for four days but I don't play again until the 29th now so I might be working the 30th 31st, 1st and 2nd and there's nothing organised because I'm not planning that far ahead at the World Championships I'm just my debut year so I might need a few favours and a few guys to look at this and go, it's alright suits I'll cover for you so hopefully I can get a couple of swaps and come back down on the 27th maybe.
0: Yeah, unfortunately this year we've seen quite a few withdrawals from competitions due to probably COVID, but um it would certainly be something a bit different if we saw someone that to the latter stage of the world championship and have to withdraw due to a, a shift at worst. Yeah. But hopefully can't Su- get to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully Suits uh, does continue his run that um he's able to sort that out. And suits his opponent in um the round three after Christmas will be the winner of Dane number four. And Charlie, on this one, Um, deja vu from Dame three, moving then into Dame four, maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, firstly, Winita has been um, commenting in the chat room about my lack of Christmas jumper. So it's not that I'm a Scrooge, it's just generally that I forgot um, to put a Christmas jumper on. So don't give give God any ammunition (laughs) to go at me. Don't give him anything to go at me. But yeah, it was look, it was it was an all right game actually. D'Souza's not been in his, in his best form recently, and I expected it to go close, but did I expect him to be two 0 down and on the brink of an exit? Definitely not. But he, he, he came after he, he then went back to back sets with averages of ninety six and ninety eight. And then once he was once the train was going and he was at full steam ahead, he just he he went straight through Jason Lowe. But that was, it was impressive from D'Souza to come back from where he was. But I didn't expect it to be as, as hard work as it as it turned out to be. And on uh J-Lo, Tam,
0: we've seen him uh that bid results on this stage, uh on the Ali Pali stage previously. This one when he's 2-0 in front, for me, there wasn't that confidence, especially at some of the doubles, it was missing by a, a fair bit. Do you think it was sort of playing on his playing on his mind that he was coming up against? you know, quite a high seed in Jose De Sosa and it was just that finishing line, uh if if I remember right, he didn't have the same opportunities as men, I don't think he got, uh, got to a place of match darts and in that final set, Jose just went away with it 3-0. Yeah, it,
2: yeah, it was, um, I was a little bit shocked that he did start to miss doubles as he did, just because like I say, we've seen him beat Michael Smith on that stage before, we've seen him beat top players on there and and not kind of falter, and it did seem like it got to him a little bit at that point today. And I don't know, he looked. He, I mean, I don't know whether it's just just sort of um, being a little bit harsh here, but in his face, he looked a little bit lost during the the later stage of that game, and he just looked like he he miscounted a few times as well. It was like something something just flicked in his head, and he was he was struggling just to focus and keep that level head the, the first two sets he was absolutely unbelievable and then it was like as soon as that stopped and Jose started to come back at him it's like he just like he really struggled with the moment and I don't know what that was today because I really didn't kind of expect that out of him
0: and just on Tam um, I'm going to stay with you on that just on Tommy's comments I'm, here I'm around right, no trade, uh, about no trade last year when he beat Smith do you think that that's had an impact on
2: I think he could have done. To be fair, I didn't really. I wasn't considering that in my head. I forget that last year we we didn't have a crowd at this at this stage, other than the first the first day or two. Was it that we had the crowd for last year?
0: Day one, just, just day one, one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um,
2: so yeah, I suppose that that does make a difference. But it wasn't really like the crowd were on his back so much, or I suppose it's just a different atmosphere and something else to deal with, and probably a bit warmer in the arena because he did seem to be sweating quite a bit as well up there. And I don't know whether having that many people in there just made it a bit warmer and a bit tougher to, to grip the darts and just feel comfortable there really.
0: And just before we move on to the evening session, Charlie, going back to Jose and coming through this 3-2 win, it was a ninety-six average, 7-180s. And we always expect um 180s from Jose, such a, a big storer, but there was... There was a part in the day where we mistoned on a uh, one-two-two, he two two, treble eighteen and then went to the fourteen when he should have obviously stayed on eighteen for ball. Um, into his next day and then Suter, we've seen that Suter, if given opportunities, will take them. Are you concerned for Jose Dowing into the back end of this World Championship because he's not probably found the form that we've seen from him previously?
1: Um, no, I'm not. I think he wins. I do think he wins. Not to give any predictions, but I think he wins. I think he wins easily. Um, he's got the game. It's just whether he can bring it on the day. For the first two sets today, he didn't. He then brought it for the three, and that's why he came out as the winner. But his scoring is 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 so strong, and that's something they that can fall back on. And I, sometimes his scoring can get him out of out of an issue when he miss when he missed, um scores and he, he doesn't really know where he is on the board, which we see very very often with, with D'Souza, but I don't think it'll be a worry too much for him. and um, he'll just be happy to get through and I think his scoring will be too much for Souter. Um but whether he can go any further than the next round, it uh, we'll have to see when he comes up against the you know the real informed players here at the World Champs. And then moving on
0: to the evening session, uh I think Rose has made a comment around the D'Souza interview. We haven't got the Jose interview to or the, the little snip to play in here but uh, if you head over to our online Dart YouTube channel after the show, the interviews from today's action are all available on there, including the snips that we'll show you. We've got a couple more to show you from tonight's action. And going straight into that, then Danny Knopper found himself one nil behind, but then it's Jason Hever. and then uh, fired off probably fired off the next three sets isn't the right terminology in regards to how we played, and um, even more so around what we've seen from. Danny Nopper, and I'll start with you on this one, Tam. Nopper missed um, 26 match darts, and then it's Jason Heaver. And without discrediting Jason Heaver as a player, he wasn't really pushed. Heaver got through that first set, but he wasn't really pushed. Do you think, and I'm going to touch on it quite early on this one, because Ryan Sull was very much, I want to play Nopper in round three. Do you think that that played on Noppie's mind at all in this game, especially in the early stages?
2: Uh, quite possibly, yeah. I think it was 26 darts at uh, double in the match. Maybe not 26 match darts, I think. Yeah, sorry. He yeah, <laughs> didn't yeah, quite no, have that, no, that much of an issue at the end of the game. But, yeah, there were a lot of missed darts in there from him. And from him over the last year or so, that is not something we really see. He's been very, very clinical and one of the most consistent players around over the last last few months. Possibly it did. Um I I'm not sure it did so much. I don't feel like Noppies the sort of character that would get involved in that so much where he'd be that worried about what Sales said, but I think it was more the fact that he didn't actually need to be that focused and didn't need to hit that many doubles it was probably more the fact rather than anything else, he was he was a comfortable winner without going anywhere near the standard we knew we can set, and I think that was more what it was rather than anything else.
0: And Charlie, with Noppie's form, we've seen him, he's come through today and like we see with a lot of players with their first game on the stage, you know, these players have waited until the last possible night that they could play their first times. Um With Noppie averaging 88, he's through in five 180s, uh, for me, the, the concerning stat is the 27%, but that's a concerning stat from Lutting and How well Knopp is done. Do you think that will be playing on his mind at all, or do you think it is literally just the the I've
1: played my game, I've got the result, I'm coming back after Christmas? Probably will be, you know, he's got the result, but he'll be thinking if I want to go any further, that has to be cleaned up a little bit more because the more chances you give against these better players, the more clinical they are. I mean, Jason Hevers, again, he's another player who's he's got a free shot, you know, he can do whatever he wants. Um, and it it's no detriment to him, so for Danny nopper and a lot of other players, we see quite a slow start, so he'll be he will be bothered I think by the doubling, but he now has the opportunity to have a couple of days off, get back on the practice board, and he just has to be a little bit more clinical in his next round because the game is there. It's just whether he can bring it all together in the next round to then kick on and before we move on to day number two of
0: the evening, we are then away from Nopper. And I can tell you, obviously, Phil's asking the questions, as Phil does best. He pushes a little bit on the Ryan Searle, and we'll see what Noppy thinks of Ryan Searle's comments um, after his win the other night.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, play uh, Ryan. I saw his uh, interviews uh, before, and uh, yeah, that, we'll see what's going on.
0: Does that give you a bit more fire in your belly when he says he wants to beat you?
3: No... Not more fire. I'm. Uh, I play on the same level and uh, always. I uh, prepare uh, for my own game. Always the same. So. Uh,
0: do you feel you've got an advantage over Ryan because he knows
1: that you keep beating him and he knows that records in his head? So do you feel that you've got an
3: advantage? I think it's for him. Uh, I think it's for him a more problem to beat me than I beat him. <laughs>
0: So it's like you uh it's like you'd listened to it before, Cam. Um very much spot on with your comments around uh however a lot of people we see say a lot in front of the camera and uh what they actually say in front of that does for him to mention it and for him to bring it up means that he's been listening and it was playing on the back of his mind. And for me, yeah. he probably did it he probably did early on, uh, as that day and then went on. He didn't have focus all his energy onto uh, another for me, another top. Uh, third round game that we'll see and then now moving on to game number two um, probably out of the whole day and I, I was talking to you before we come on saying for me this was probably one of my favourite days of the nine we've had so far um, because of the drama that we've had but this game didn't really have any at all Jolly it sort of was a bit a bit too easy for Gabriel Clemens don't want to be too harsh on Lou Williams another player who's had did first-year that into the World Championships and qualifying, but today just didn't turn up and it just was a little bit too easy for Clemens to come through that yeah, one. Yeah,
1: it, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought Williams was going to go... I thought it was going to be a really close game. And to be fair, it, it probably should have been, really. Williams missed so many darts um at a double. And when you're playing against someone like Gabriel Clemens, who we've been so accustomed to seeing on the big stage... <clears throat> And he's starting to hit a nice bit of form in the last couple of months. You can't give him opportunities like that because he'll snap your hand off, and and he did that. And three 0 is probably a bit harsh on on Williams, but when you miss that many amount of darts against someone like Clemens, you you know you're never going to come out on the on the right end.
0: Tom, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw Charlie's comment uh, to you, but just follow it up with some some stats. He said that it's a bit harsh on the who Williams someone hitting 75 average in a uh, World Championship second round. Do you think 2-0 is harsh, 3-0 um, is harsh? Or, I can say Charlie's point is obviously what we saw from Lou Williams in the first round. And his confidence, the how much confidence he was oozing from that first performance in front of the crowd, do you think it was a, a harsh result?
2: Um, No, I don't. I think if you turn up on the world stage and average 75, you can't be feel hard done by you if you get beat 3-0. Um. Yes, he had opportunities in there and he did miss a lot of darts at double and it could have been closer, but I don't... I think it it could have been a lot closer, but I don't think it would have been that it is harsh that it wasn't because he didn't score well enough to be able to afford those opportunities at double. If he'd scored a lot better, he would have probably still run out even possibly even as a winner, but at least getting a set or two on the board. But because he scored, scored so poorly as well, when you don't, then don't hit the doubles and finish up 15% on your doubles, it's, it's just not going to get you anywhere at this, at this level. And I think he just struggled to follow up what was a pretty clinical performance in his first game. And he kind of did a very professional job in against someone who kind of played the way he played today. So it was a little bit surprising to me that he didn't put together a bit of a better performance. And I just think it's one of those things that he's going to have to learn from and, and come back from but i think he will he's he's young and he's a talent and sometimes you have these games
0: charlie i'm just going to give you the final word on this one before we move to the Dane that everyone wants us to talk about let's be honest the Dane that was built up so much as i said with all the montages but the, just the final one on this clemens and, and williams Dane. clemens now sets up a tie with johnny clayton that is one of the names that we will be predicting because it's on the first night bat. So we don't down to go into those sort of predictions yet. But Clemens coming through this one only averaging 86. Yes, his checkouts were very good. And he did punish, he was 9 out of 16, and he did punish Louis Williams who missed, well, missed as many darts at a double than what Clemens had himself. But Clemens coming away from this, do you think that he can actually push on from here and... Obviously, Clayton coming up next is a very difficult game. But do you think Clemens can find a game to, to push Clayton, potentially beat him and push on throughout the rest of this week or next week?
1: Yeah, I don't think he'll have come off that stage thinking that that, that was the best he could have played, Clemens. And I think he'd have probably, he probably referred to it as him cruising through that game because he didn't really need to find another level of his game to get over the line. Because, obviously, as you mentioned, Williams only averaged what 75 in the whole game. So, Realistically, he was handed on a plate to him, but he will fancy the the chance and he will fancy the opportunity of taking on, um, you know, because that will be an incredible game. And I expect that to be a tight one, but he can up it. We've seen him up it before. There's no reason why he can't cause an upset in the next round.
0: And then moving on to the penultimate game of the second round. Tom, I'm coming to you on this one. Um, for me, for, after probably three sets, I was watching this thinking, please be a semi-final, please be a first to five seed sets, whatever it may be. It was, it's had everything that the hype brought with it. Um, for me, there's probably too much hype on the one side, considering both were world champions. Obviously we'd seen that uh, yeah. Barney had won. Uh, has won five and we saw all those montages pre-Dame but nothing against Cross who uh, was more recent at the two to win a world champion won the European Championship only a few months ago um, but before we go to the, the back end of this time what a start by both players not at the same time across uh, first and second sets but what a start by both players
2: yeah it was like you say those first three sets were just it was like the years have been rolled back a bit and we were watching something. We were watching Barney from 15 years ago and Cross from three years ago. And it was, it was magical stuff to see at the start. And it, again, it wasn't one where the standard was, was that high in terms of the scores, but it felt good and it felt a lot better than it probably was average wise as well. It was just, it was really, it was a really good watch and it was, it was, Properly entertaining. And, I mean, that 170 kicking us off early on from Barney, we just thought, what are we in for here now? We could see absolutely anything. And it was just a little shame that, at the end, kind of as we thought last night when we talked about it, we thought if Barney got the first set, then he may well go on and, and win it, and that's when he would have the chance. But, again, it was a case that even though he did that, once Cross got in front, he crumbled a little bit. And that last set was a little bit... It, it, it was a bit of an anticlimax compared to the rest of the game, but third place across who finished it off really well.
0: Yeah, and there's, and then like says, said, so breaking up that day, and looking at the the first part of that." Tam's touched upon that 170, but then moving into set two, Charlie, there was a 93 checkout by Rob Frost to win that set. Um, in that Barney missed an opportunity, I believe, on ball for a one two one, but. We saw Barney dominant dominant in set one to break Cross then respond back in that one. But then after that set, after the third set, sorry, down into then the end of that third set, Cross was able to take it. And for me, we saw, unfortunately for me, we saw the old Barney when he's behind. we seen a bit of a drop. Um, we've seen, and I don't want to see this on any player whatsoever, especially someone like Barney, but we've seen for me, it looked like he was quite close to tears that he'd lost that set and potentially saw that the Dame was maybe getting away from him. I want to spin that. So I saw someone putting the comments around the negativity about Barney. But how much positive, how much of a positivity? Then would look at Barney's performance this year? So the Dame obviously started like an house on fast, the, the first set. But to come back when a lot of people were saying he was just back because... The exhibition circuit it was closed. Was he coming back just for the money? What we saw in that first three sets up until the end—it's so glad to
1: have him back. I hope you agree with me on this one, Charlie. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It was a shame that he he couldn't get over the line because I was really I already wanted him to win tonight. Um, but that first, the first two sets, we were so spoilt, weren't we, with the dance action that we got? Uh, incredible, both players um, and. I... The way that Barney sort of got underway in that first set, you always knew there was going to be a drop-off because he wouldn't be able to stay in that for for the whole game. But I didn't expect the drop-off like it was. Um, And it was just a shame that he felt... Because at the end, obviously, when Cross had finished and he went over to speak to Barney and Barney just completely was just in his own bubble and and he he didn't really want to talk to anyone. You could see that that hurt. But look, he's impressed. I, I expect him to keep going. And as he mentioned when he first came back, the only way is up for him. He starts from nothing. So, he's got nothing to lose now. He's going to keep going and I'm hoping that he goes from strength to strength and and the longer he plays now against these bigger, better players, the the more we'll see of, of his old game coming back. And I'm
0: going to throw up a question that Dob has put in the chat room um, about Cross and Barney. Uh, I'm going to share that question with you and then while you're thinking about your answers to this one, so I want you to have a good think about it. With the order to hear from Rob Cross. So, Dob's got a few people talking in the chat room, as Dob always does. But in terms of PDC achievements only, would you rather have RVBs or Crosses to rear? So, with with that in mind, we will come back to both of your answers on that one. But before we get them, I just want to hear from Rob Cross. No, I like it when they talk about the top four, really, because it takes...
1: I think it's my first year where I've had the attention sort of taken away from me, and I think it's been brilliant. I've just gone back to my old self and keep myself to myself. It feels like I've got my curtain back, what I used to be able to hide behind when I won the Worlds. Um, But, look, it's one of them things that they're all playing great, and they can all spin on a coin, they'll have a couple of bad sets, but they're playing really well, really, consistently. And it's down to me just to get my head down and just do what I'm doing.
0: So, just heard from Rod Pross. Dave, you both about thirty seconds to think about the answer. I am gonna start with Charlie. Still looks like he's thinking about it. So, I'm gonna start with you, Cam.
2: <laughs> Tried to point at Charlie and I pointed at you instead of pointing at Rod. <laughs> <one. Yeah, laughs> that's
1: not gonna happen. Not more,
2: Not more about... You're the captain today. You're yeah. not. You're not going in first.
1: Exactly.
0: So, I'm gonna start with you, Cam.
2: Um... I'm going to say Rob Cross, but I'm going to caveat that with the fact that I think Rob Cross wins a lot more before he's done. So
0: um, I'm going to stop you there on this, though. I want your answer to Dob's question. If, for whatever reason, both were to stop today. I oh, oh, we
2: saying literally yeah, if we yeah. stop today?
0: If stop today, who's three to to re- would you have from PDC Achievements Only? I'm, I think that's what Dob was saying. No.
2: Yeah. I'm still going to take Rob Cross and I'm going to take Rob Cross for one reason, and one reason only, because they've got the same number of world titles, but the match play.
1: Charlie? I would go against, and I would say Barney. Um, Just with the, uh, the career that he's had, and the titles that he's won. I just think he is and has done so much more. But but then, and that, this is not answer his question, I've, I've answered that now, with Cam saying, I do think Rob Cross will win a lot more before he's done. Yeah, on on that one, it comes up. Obviously, if you're looking at what
0: they've won, we come up with at the point that Marcus is about has just made, just what I was about to come to. When you look at what they've achieved within the PDC, when it comes to the, the main... Sort of titles. I'd only use the word major, major, but the ones that really sort of stand out, the ones that you remember, it comes down for the two of them: the match play in the, the the Premier League, and for me, it's got to be it's got to be the match play. It's got to, and I'm I'm agreeing with you, Tam, but I do think it would split opinion completely, and I think yeah. we've seen it with a few people in the chat room because
2: the, the only bit you're, I... looking at those,
0: you're looking at European Championship. Um, what Rob's one is this year. We've seen Barney Doe on and lift the World Cup uh with MVG. And then we've also seen him obviously uh win the slam. So there is others in there that certainly add to the myth and certainly make it make it a very, very difficult question and four. For a change, it's nice to have a good question from Dob, uh, and that's why I shared it in the group. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I think I think the one thing where I nearly went the other way was the two UK Opens as well for Barney, which are obviously it's a big event to win. It's quite prestigious, it's a very difficult one to win. So I nearly went him on that, but for me, the match play outside of the world is just above everything else, and that's that's where I'd say crosses especially. And then, obviously, I know we, you didn't let me have the first bit where I was trying to dig in a little <laughs> further, but, but I'm having that bit as well, that he's got so much more to come yet as well, I think.
0: Yeah, and um, because of the question, and myself, we did digress slightly across what for me was a, was a very, very good day tonight. Numbers down, shall we, um, in regards to... And I just want to clarify the point. We did say it yesterday, uh, Tam that... Sometimes we sound like we are being a bit harsh on players only eating around a 90 average or 90s. This one, Rob Frost's at 90, Barney's at 92. The reason we can be a, little, a bit, little bit harsh on these is because the standard that we know that can hit. And that's yeah. the thing that we've seen. Uh, that's the only reason. someone eating in a 90 average is still very, very impressive. But well, just that's the comparison thing. Right. To where we are, and that's what we speak about. So, with this time, and Tam, I'll come to you on this. Barney's ninety-two, but he started, like it says, with an house on fire. To finish on ninety-two, the worry for me is that twenty-two missed arts, and it's it's very much a feature in today's action. Twenty-two missed arts by Barney. Um how will he how do you think he'll respond Does from his interview after round one? It was very much on isolating sort of in my hotel room. I'm very much focused on making sure I get the right result at this world championships. But He's now then been knocked out at round two, Yes, it was a very difficult draw. Um, But how do you think Barney now will react to that and see him into 2022?
2: Yeah, I think that's the bigger worry, isn't it? The bigger worry is not that, not so much that he's missed those doubles because he didn't really miss so many doubles at the end. He didn't get that many shots at the end to hit a double. And the bigger worry is the way he fell off once he was under pressure. That's something that if he is going to, carry on and he's going to look to get back to where he was and be competing in these major tournaments he can't fall away like that as soon as someone puts pressure on him and if he can't fix that then we're not going to see him get much past this point because he hasn't got the ranking to avoid these big players in the early rounds at the moment so his best opportunity is going to become probably somewhere like the uk open where anyone can draw anyone and he might just get a decent draw at the start and easy easy way into a tournament, and then maybe go on a run. But he needs to he needs to fix that, and he can't he can't have the head shaking and the and the looking like he's going to cry in the background when it's not going his way. He needs to just keep that mindset, and that's the biggest thing I think for him because the talent is still bang on; it's still there.
0: And then final word on this one, Charlie. I'm going to come back to obviously Rob Frost, who. who... Was the, the victor in this one and from tight out of set one? Um, where you know Barney come out like as I said, an was on fire with that 170. Rob Cross, how far can he go in this competition? Does his draw next to then Daryl Derney? Probably before Derney played Evans, would be one he would have fancied probably a lot more in the most difficult part of the draw, potentially. How far can he go in this? And Tanny, do on want to pick up number two?
1: Yeah, I'd like to see him have a a longer run. I mean, disregarding that first set, he was really impressive. And he already admitted that the the crowd took him by surprise and he just didn't settle. Um, But I think he beats Darrell Gurney. And there's no reason why he can't go from strength to strength. Um, You know, if he can match the performance tonight and better it, then a lot of players will be worried. And they'll have seen that tonight, um, that he, he really did... Of step it up when he needed to, and it would be nice to see him go on a longer run. Um, but you know, as you mentioned, it is it, going to be hard, and it sometimes is the luck of the draw, but he's just got to take it one game at a time, and that's what he did when he won it. He just took it one game at a time, and, and it all sort of unraveled for him.
0: Yeah, and on on Tom to you on the same question, Tom, because the running that he's potentially got and he's only obviously potential receives, but he did have Derney and Anderson then I think it would be MVG in quarters, then it would be Peter Royce in semis. It's one hell of a run for anyone to then do on and do it. Do you think he's playing well enough to to do on that run?
2: Um, It's going to be tough, but certainly got it in the locker and I think it's one of those a little bit like Ridd said in his interview earlier, take it game by game and on the day, you can beat anyone and I think that's got to be it. It's just not, don't look too far ahead because you look too far ahead, it looks daunting and it looks tough and you're going to get in your own head there but just on the day, go get up there and play the board and could certainly beat all of them and have that really deep run and go and do it.
0: And then moving on to a game, the final game of round two, the final game before the uh, few-day Christmas break, we saw Chris Dolby tacked on Rusty Jake Rodriguez excuse me <laughs> and Dolby another time today where we've seen someone 2-0 behind there was a team moment in set 2 where Dolby could have levelled the scores up Um, but Rusty J had that advantage and somehow and I'm going to say somehow because the performance wasn't what we probably all expected from Dolby but somehow Dolby got the win and Charlie in this one Doby, that
1: an awful lot to look at in this one. It, he, it, he it, it did. I mean, he wasn't playing too poorly, really. His scoring wasn't what we've become used to. I mean, I thought this was going to be a 180 fest. I thought we, this would going to, you know, we'd see 12, 13, 14, 180s in the game. It would just keep, both of them would just exchange all the game. And there really wasn't that. And Chris Doby struggled, but Rusty let him back in and realistically, Chris Dobie just slowly reeled him back in Um, and he did well just about to stay in the game and without playing well he reeled off the sets and managed to take it back to two all so he's dodged a bullet tonight but in the past he would have probably been beaten so I think there's that level of maturity to get over the line and Rusty just sort of ran out of steam in the end.
0: And Tom, on this one, uh, Rusty Jade, obviously he's. He was turned up, found himself in a in a dud position, but for his first well, it's not his first experience on the uh, PDC on the Ali Palace stage because he was here at JDC, but his first World Championships on the Ali Palace stage. Uh, this was his second appearance, obviously coming through round one. A lot of positives for the uh, the young Austrian to take away from today.
2: Yeah, loads of positives I think from from the week. Um, I think he was he was fantastic in round one. He was. And he was really good today for the first two sets, especially he punished every mistake that Dolby made and thought Dolby was back in trouble. I I didn't really think he was going to get over the line when he, was, when he went two sets down. I thought he was struggling. We weren't seeing any power scoring from him. He looked not anywhere near his best. The first start was missing low a lot, which is never a good miss for him. He needs to be in the top of the travel or just above it if he's going to fire in the, the bigger scores. And I just think it was. It was. There's a lot for him to take from this, especially on your first appearance there. I think you look at his brother Rob, who took him three attempts to get a win on that stage, or four attempts to get a win on that stage, and they still only gone to the same sort of same round. I think it, there's a lot of positives there in terms of what he's been able to do on that first time up on that big stage.
0: Yeah, and and that and just finishing on the Dolby coming through that one. He will play MVG in that. Absolutely ridiculous quarter, as I mentioned crossers. Dr. Dernini Anderson's in there as well. That that quarter is ridiculous. And first we will know that he'll need to up his name to, to get the better of MVG. But another absolute cracker that we have going into round three. So we're gonna move on to predictions for the first day bat. But before we do, I don't have the graphic that I'm gonna be showing up on screen, but I will run through the top five of the online darts fantasy league. Uh, I'll also give an update on who is top out of uh, our online darts crew. So, Ryan Brown has finished after day in week one, top on 133. Steve Tadman is on 131 in second. Rob Rainey's is third on 124. Kevin Duff is fourth on 118. And Sean Adams is 117. I was on for an absolutely ridiculous date as he had. Four in today. I had three winners initially. I had four winners in the end as Delby come through, but Delby was my captain and sort of didn't pick up the points that were needed on this. But I have found some that I'm happy with. However, from the team at Online Darts, currently in 10th place, and he's on the stream with us. Sorry, Cam, it's not you. It's Charlie who's currently totally on 100. I've not,
2: not done a team, so. <laughs>
0: well, yes, because you missed out. That's why it's unfortunate <laughs> for you because you missed out on it. But Charlie, tenth place, only what twenty-five points off top. I'm sure you you're already going to start looking at your transfers ready for uh, day week two, which is round three and round four. Yeah, and ev- mean, everyone else, everyone else in the uh, chat room as well. If you are in the lead, make sure you get your changes in. Um, and I think there's three transfers maybe. I mean yeah, I you think get really you two. That number two. The 20th. you the Two, yeah. sorry, two and then three it's after one, round yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, I mean, ten sounds good, <laughs> right Charlie, but. To be fair, it's the lowest he's been at any point. He's dropping like a stone. To be honest, he was second at one point.
0: Who's that, sorry, Cam?
2: Charlie. He was. He was second at one point. He's dropping like a stone. To be honest,
0: it, it's a marathon, mate, not a sprint. Charlie, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll bounce back in the. uh <laughs> the I'm sure you'll bounce back, and I know you'll definitely love it. Even if you don't finish top of the fancy lead, that you finish above any of us in the group chat, and you'll take a lot of uh, a lot of from that. So moving on then, because we are as someone's. As Tommy's mentioned, we are into Christmas Eve here in the Utah now. We are at 10 past 12. Um, so, quickly, we'll just go down the predictions for the two sessions on the 27th. I'm going to come to you, Tam, first. And we have Ross Smith up against Dirk van Dijvenbaarder. as the first time back in the, first round, in the third round. What a start to the third round that could be. Who are you siding with here, Tam?
2: Proper game, isn't it, to kick off? Um... I wasn't very impressed with Dirk in his win over Barrett Scott. I thought he was, he got away with one. He probably shouldn't actually be there, which I know we can see people bounce back from sometimes, but, but Ross Smith was very, very good. And yes, I might be a little bit biased because I want to see the logo go on to another round again. But <laughs> yeah, I'm having Ross Smith to win this one. And I think we're obviously we're on four sets now as well, aren't we? So I think four, two.
0: Charlie, to you.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go for probably four two there as well. It's going to be a good game. Um, maybe four two four three, but Dirk didn't set the world alight, but he's clinical and I, and I expect him to bring that to the stage. But that that's a great game to get us started straight after Christmas.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and no. certainly a great down to get us started. I'm going to edge towards Ross Smith as well. Um, gonna Adele do. he does all the way for the first game and Ross Smith comes through it for free Charlie I'm going to come to you first on this one um, probably before any darts was thrown we'd probably all be to move one player now what we have seeing from William O'Connor at stages in his game against Glenn um, and what we've seen this one's going to be probably a lot tighter than like says we would have picked early on who do you see coming through this one?
1: Uh, I think Michael Smith will win this one. Um, I think I'm going to probably go four-two. Um, I mean, William O'Connor, he didn't really want to talk after the game against Glenn because he just didn't—he didn't really have to hit a, a level. He, he really did just just have to get through. But I think Bully Boy will have too much for him. Um, but maybe he gets a set or two on the board. But I think Bully Boy will get himself through into the next round. Tom, on this one, are you going for a Smith double early on on Monday?
2: Um, Yeah, I think so. Um, I really like Willie O'Connor and I think he's got a hell of a lot more to show than what he had to do to beat Glenn yesterday, the day before, whenever it was. Um, But I do think that Bully Boy looked very, very good and he looks just a bit more... He's found a maturity and a level to his game that he looks really good every time he steps up there right now. And I think O'Connor will play well. He'll play better than he did against Glenn and I think I'm going to go 4-2 again.
0: Yeah, in the chat room on this one is siding very much with a Michael Smith convincing win. Only Jack coming in at 4 to Everyone else either 4-0 or 4-1 on this one. Um, I think Smith comes through it as well. I think it's around what Jack said there on 4-2. Um, and then we move on to the third Dame on the Monday afternoon session. Probably not one that would have been tipped by many to be a third-round Dame. So certainly a section of the draw that's opened up a little bit, but we've got Hempel um taking on raymond smith Tom off into due to those first on this one
2: this is um, a prize package game as much as as much as anything i don't not sure there were many that picked this beforehand and if they did they possibly wanted the vetting account looked at with Boyle sports a little <laughs> bit <laughs> but i think <laughs> He's a tough one to call. I mean, both have been really, really impressive. Um, I just think Hempel's got that extra gear, possibly. Um, I really liked Smith's interview yesterday, and it was, was a couple of days ago after he played. And I think he thinks he's got a bit more to go as well, and he's he's got a bit more in the locker if he needs it as well. But I just think Hempel's composure so far has been unbelievable. And that beating Dimi already... I think he will come through this, but I, I think we go we go along on this. I think it's 4-3, Hempel.
1: Charlie, yours on this one? We have a bit yeah. of a mix in our chat room. Yeah, there seems to be quite a few in the in the chat room, people who, who expected to go quite quite far. I think it'll be 4-2 to Hempel. He was really impressive over Dimitri Vandenberg, um, and I think if he's got more to give, then he'll, he'll blow Raymond Smith away. But having said that, it could be tight early doors, but I think the composure of Hempel will... We'll get him over the line here. Yeah, we can see that Dobbs done for Smith to come through all three.
0: I think we have a Smith double, but I can see I'm with you on this one, Charlie. I can see Hempel just coming through, but it being a very tight day, potentially all the way. And uh, what would round off for me? What's going to be a very good afternoon session, and it's only then that better diving into the night session, Charlie. Day um, number one on Monday night is James Wade versus Vincent van der Voort.
1: Straight to you on this one, Charlie. This is a tough one. Um, It's all which, as Gob always says, it depends on which James Wade turns up and which (laughs) one we see in the first set. Um, But I think think James Wade wins, um, but I think we see this go all the way. I'm going to go 4-3. I just think Vincent has been playing well at the moment and his scoring can sometimes put him... The, you know, sort of be the difference between him and, and, and him and his opponent, but I think Wade just about gets over the line. If there's anyone that are just about
0: to go over the line, it's always going to be James Wade, isn't it, Charlie? Always going to be James Wade. Tom, <laughs> okay. um, on this one, is James Wade as Charlie says, the to wedge over, or is the Christmas Day practice with MVG then a benefit Vincent van der Voort?
2: Um, as much as I like, I just like to bait Gob into this generally anyway, I know he's in the chat, but I'm not, I'm not (laughs) doing it just to bait him here. I I picked Vincent to get beat by Adam Hunt and he made me look an idiot and I'm not going to let him do that again. So I'm going to back him this time. And I think he's playing some good stuff and I think he gets over the line and nobody's going to blow James Wade away. It's going to be close. And I think we see 4-3, Vincent
0: van der Um, No one's going to blow James Wade away. However, Dob, it's only fair that I share that if there's any prediction I'm going to share with Dobbs, it's only fair it's this one. Um, he's saying that Vincent van der will be blown away. James Wade comes through it 4-0. But there is a there is a mix, there is a topple in there that are down for Vincent. Uh, I'm going to dole for Vincent as well. I think Vincent comes through it. Yeah, I'm with you, Tam. That's just annoying Dobb. No, I think Vincent comes through it uh, 4 2 in this one. Um then moving on to, for me, game of the day. Uh, has all the potential to be game of the day. Uh, Tam, it's starting with you on this one. Derwin Price versus Kim Hybrex.
2: Yeah, this could be an absolute unbelievable 180 first, big checkouts, everything. If, if Kim's on it, going Price is in a hell of a lot of trouble here. And I fancy he might be. He, he struggled a little bit through his first game against, against Beaton where he didn't really ignite that game. It wasn't a lot coming back at him. It was It wasn't a tough game for him to get through. But he'd had his issues getting here in the first place. That's going to affect your performance. It's going to affect what's going on. But he's stay, staying here over Christmas as well. So he's not going to worry about any of that. We get plenty of practice in, and yeah, let's have another upset. Let's let's have another upset. Kim Hybrex wins four two.
0: Someone's tapping in. There's only one in the chat one, room who is down
1: for Kim, and the rest are down for Price Charlie in this one. Yeah, I'm in the price. Um, I'm I'm in the price. Um, I think he wins. I think he wins four two. I think he just has too much <coughs> quality for hybrids um but I would like to see this be a proper raw fest both players going at each other the crowd will get involved um but I think price will, will get over the line in this one even
0: jack in here so we got chat Norton, jack darwood and Tammut and they're all down for four two team the rest of the chat rooms're down for price it has, it has so much potential this one um and for me he's on team if he can find that standard um, but Price will just have too much for him, I think, um, and Price will come through it 4-2. I think it'll be quite an edgy start in regards to store lines. Probably see being two apiece, but then Derwin Price after that break, which I believe is a break after four now, uh, one, two, and four. One,
2: one, yeah, one, two, and four, yeah.
0: Yeah, after one, two, and four, so two apiece after that, and then Price uh, comes out after that third break and that's it wrapped up. And then the will we see a Welsh double to end the night, Charlie. Tan after Derwin Price potentially that the better of Tim
1: Horbrats Tan then Johnny Clayton get the better of Gabriel Clemens. This is going to be another great game. Um I'm already looking forward to it already. Um I think he, he, he was it was impressive in parts against um it was Keen Barry, wasn't it? So I think Clayton wins. I think he wins. Probably four two. I think he just about gets the better of Clemens. But this game could again be, you know, if you're a slow starter in this, the game could be gone pretty quickly. Um, but Clemens, if he plays like he did tonight and ups it, then there could be a real it could be a dog fight,
2: but I think Clayton will just about get over the line. Tom, on
0: this
1: one?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's that close. I think Clayton wins this pretty easily. I think it's Going to be kind and give Clemens a set. I know, so it's going to be four one to Johnny Clayton. He's they, they played seven times in the PDC and Clayton's won every single one of them. I think that's I don't see that changing or coming close to changing on the twenty seventh.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm towards Clayton four one. Is my thought. What would be very different is in a in another year with the fans. Obviously, we have a lot of German contingent come over. And it's probably had a different feel to it, but I think on the 27th, uh, it will be predominantly support for Johnny Clayton. I see him pushing on and letting a 4 1 win on that one. Before we wrap up, as we have finished round one and round two, we've had nine darts. We had nine days of darting action, I should say. Town. I'm throw, I'm throwing you both off here completely. I haven't prepared you for this at all. And you
2: come to me first again. That's the <laughs> <been laughs> nice of you. Thanks, mate.
0: You, you've been on like near enough every show. It's only right that I come to you, Tom. Um, one moment, and same for everyone in the chat room. One moment from these nine days so far. One moment that really stands out for you can be a match. But it says can be one moment or generally these nine days if you're looking back on these what really stands out for you is that one
2: i mean the one the obvious one is obviously he's obviously willie borland and that nine darter. Though, Tommy straight in there with it as well that is the obvious moment of the tournament so far but i kind of almost don't want to pick it just because it's too obvious i think I'm gonna be massively biased and go with go with my guy here and go with Nathan Aspinall's fight back from absolutely dead and buried, struggling against uh, Joe Mernon the other night. I thought that was super impressive, and he's gonna to have to step up from that in his next game. But yeah, that's the one thing for me that it would have been very easy. He's got the tape there on his arm. You said you think it might have been there as a pre-made excuse or whatever it might be. I think it's it's actually doing something, but. I think it would have been easy to shut the towel in and walk yeah. away and go, look, it's just, I'm not right here and I need I need to just take some time to rest it. But the way he fought back, that stood out for me and it just showed that fighting spirit. And I think it was a big moment.
0: Yeah, I think there's the reason I asked it is because there is that many moments and there is different ones. Like, when was talking about Raymond Smith. There's one there from Jack about the Clayton fight back. Charlie, I'm going to come to you on yours. Um Dobbsy's that you tried to convince uh, him that he's from the northeast? Um Charlie, I'm sure you'll get your own back on him at some stage. Nine Dart hero, Charlie, because of all the times that you're on our stream with a Nine Darter. But Charlie, your standout moment of the uh, the
1: nine days. Well, I, I have actually proved to God that Scarborough is actually, sn- it does sneak into the map of the North <laughs> That he You said that but the
2: second picture said different.
1: They happily cropped out Scarborough and let yeah. that to put out of the picture. And um, mine's probably Steve Beaton, you know, beating Fallon Sherrock, because there was such a hype over Fallon. Like there was so much going on, everyone was looking forward to that game, and he produced probably one of the best performances he had to beat to beat her. And it was a massive shock. So that was probably alongside the nine darters and Clayton's fight back. That was probably up there with one of my one of my most memorable moments so far of the first nine days.
0: I've seen, I've thrown myself in a situation here because there's, there's, there's so many looking through on the uh, <laughs> the, ones that have, the ones that have happened. Um, you know I'm going to go with? I am with a nine, but I'm going to with Darius' he's nine. I just, I, I liked it the following day. The sort of, there's a lot of hype around the, the, the nine data of Willie Borland, but Darius to put that in and the different type of reaction to someone in a nine data and just standing there with that pose. I that's mean, I mean, so the pause is
2: iconic. Yeah, I'll give you that. The pause <laughs> is iconic. Just holding
1: it there. Just, I've got to say that Marcus is commenting in the chat room, which is John Michael going ball first with fifty left to save the match.
2: Yeah, that's a great job. What a yeah. fun.
1: There's there's that as
0: well as uh, I oh, really who who, 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 who who was it? Who went one fifty and went ball ball ball? Was it? So I want to say, um, um yesterday or the day before. There's, there's certain moments that certainly uh, that certainly stand out in these nine days. And um, there's certainly a few walkouts as well that are certainly. With Joe, Joe Cullen's yesterday was was very, very good. But yeah. on that note, we are probably the London show we've done. I know Dobbs done a few long ones, but. Yeah, I was going to say, nearly... it's
2: close. I mean, it seems to be every single one that I'm on just goes on and on.
0: <laughs> We're not pointing the finger at you, Tam, at all. But yeah. we are. Close to half past 12 in the UK. We are into Christmas Eve at this point. Tam, Charlie, I want to thank you very much for joining us over the past nine days. Tam, I know you've been with us for both, says near enough all of them. Everyone in the uh, chat room, thanks very much as always for getting involved. And from everyone at Online Dart, we want to issue a Merry Christmas, if you do celebrate it. Um, thank you as well to Ball Sports for their continued sponsorship. Uh, on that, but from me, I as I said, want well, to wish you all a merry Christmas, and we will be back on the 27th for the fallout bar for night number 10. Yep. Thank Very you, and in a
2: few days' time. <laughs>